0: Well look at that. I have to do another disclaimer again. So throughout this episode we keep talking about it as being episode 62 and the live episode being 63. But this is indeed episode 61 and the live episode will be 62. So didn't want to confuse you folks out there. So uh, let's start with that and now on to the show.
1: Hey everybody! Welcome back to the Punk Till I Die podcast. We are up to what number, Neil? Sixty-two. We
0: are up to number sixty-two. Yes, that indeed. Yes, sixty-two, I am, uh, which is pretty
1: good. Yes, I am one of your hosts, Tom. That other voice is Neil. Yes, it's funny, you know, because we're two days away—two uh, days away from going down to do our first true live podcast. We kind of, we kind of sold our one as live, but it was really just you and I sitting across the table from each other. So it was live, but we not, were, but, not but live, wasn't, live. It was. There was no way to listen to it live. Right. Yeah. Right. So right. Theoretically, right. this one you should be able to do to live and it'll be a normal podcast. So we're two days away from that. And it's like, that's going to be number 63. Some of you might actually hear that before you hear this. But I'm just like, wow, we are so bad at planning things. Celebrating our 63rd episode with a special edition. <laughs>
0: so, th- so, yeah. So there's a very good chance that 63, even though we're saying that it's live, who knows? Because we haven't worked out those logistics yet. It might actually turn out just to be a regular podcast that we happen to record in the same room together. So, because I'm not. Because I think we're, we're planning on doing a Facebook live stream as well. We? What are we well not? That,
1: that's the iffy part. I mean, the recording of the podcast should be no problem. I mean, if, if there's other people in the room and there's a little extra hooting and hollering, so be it. But the, the, yeah, the, the, the streaming part will be the complicated part, I would think
0: well, how do you think we're going to record it live? I thought it, it would be being recorded live.
1: Be sure that we always do, Neil, except for there will also be a, a camera pointed at us.
0: Well, yeah, but what I'm saying is podcasts go out over iTunes and they get posted like a couple days later, so...
1: But they can watch the stream of us recording it. Right,
0: so that's the Facebook stream you're talking about. Oh, yeah. well, you're talking about a YouTube stream. What the fuck is that? Holy cow. Whoa. Do you hear that? I nice you. What the fuck is that? Can virus. Whoa!
1: AC oh, on your pot went
0: Oh, dude, I'm gonna have to cut enough, cut that out. For some reason, my head, my um, my speaker jack must have moved, and then was actually touching them, touching the laptop, and I got that crazy feedback. Sorry
1: about that. I think you should. I think you should leave it. That's the type of thing that people might be fascinated by. <laughs>
0: that, that's what's gonna happen in the live stream.
1: Yeah, for professionalism, but I don't think that's what people want.
0: Yeah.
2: So right, anyway,
1: so- gonna, you know I'm gonna make a real gentle segue here, and I'm gonna say we're gonna do our best to, you know, not being able to go to shows and not being able to hang out with a lot of people. We're gonna try to make some lemons into some lemonade by doing this this live podcast. We'll see how it goes. My hope is that it goes really well, and it's something we can do every year or in in various locations. Either that, or it'll be a total. Uh, you know abortion and we'll rue the day we ever thought of it so yeah
0: it. maybe 63 will never get hurt ever at all but we we ah. shall see everybody we shall Put see it there yeah. speaking of making lemons out of lemonade are you drinking at the moment neil i of course i am yes i am drinking my favorite brew actually i just went to my i'm very lucky where i live um it's a it's a very cool apartment i have and one of the coolest things about it is there's a liquor store just not like a two-minute walk away there's a barber shop, oh, so I can get my haircut, there. and there's a bar and there's a liquor store. So I get my favorite uh local brew, actually. It's from a local Evanston brewery, and it's called Gate Crasher by Temperance. <laughs>
1: so it's very good. It's like a so, light IPA. So I am uh I'm drinking the lemmy tonight. Mm. Actually, how is th- how is that? I haven't even eaten dinner yet. I'm probably gonna get bombed. Um you know, when your daughter when, you, when your daughter goes on vacation you just can't take it anymore and you decide that you're going to go have her bumper put back on her car for her mm-hmm. because you're sick of the, her freaking bumper being in your garage and it's been like eight months. So you open the trunk to throw the bumper in and what do you find? A bottle of Jack Daniels. Oh, shit. So what Did do you, you do? You go Christmas. buy a couple liters of Coke. <laughs> and then when she comes home, we have a standoff to see if she asked me about it or not. Yeah, yeah. I know, I know she's got a bunch of booze down in her room. I thought about going down there and just sort of like opening up the drawer, like bringing down a bringing down like a you know, a glass full of ice and coke and just like going into her drawer and just helping myself, but I haven't done it yet. But yes, I'm enjoying some Jack Daniels and Coke. Courtesy courtesy of my nineteen year old daughter. She she buys top shelf stuff too. She's not a cheapskate like the old man, you know. I'd be like, uh, eh, you know, kitty and miss is fine.
0: not oh, good for her. So, um, so when you said Lemmy, I thought you meant it was some some kind of Motorhead beer brew thing that you were drinking. But no, you're actually drinking a JD and,
1: JD and Coke, huh? So they did make a Motorhead beer, and it was called, like, did, right? it was called American IPA or something? It was, Yeah, which
0: seemed, which, which seems strange. Like for, for a Motorhead just, brew, you'd think it would be super dark or something, right?
1: I actually reviewed it for Punk News if anybody's interested, but I just thought it was okay. I mean, it wasn't bad, but when you're talking about 12 bucks for a six-pack, you got to like it, you know?
0: Right, right. Was it, was it strong? I I would I'd hope it would be like
1: 8%. I it was strong. I mean, no, no, maybe like 6 or something, 5.5. I mean, oh, wow. Bud Light, but not not strong, strong. Right I mean, right. I was loaded when I finished my six-pack. <laughs> I wasn't like falling down the stairs loaded.
0: Well, okay, there we go.
1: Unlike, you know, unlike Jack and Coke, I actually mix this one up. And I I usually I drink a lot of rum. And so I usually do about a 50-50 mix. I did the 50-50 mix with this one, and I'm like, "Ooh, that is strong, boy. So.
0: Yeah. Well, um, going back to the Logan's Port thing a minute. So we are doing that next Saturday, which will be August 22nd. It is, wait, yes,
1: August 22nd. Day,
0: day after tomorrow. So if anybody, well, no one's going to hear this before the podcast goes out, so it doesn't matter. I was going to say, anybody hearing this, if you want to come down, come down, but they probably won't hear the podcast for like an, a week after the 22nd. So forget I said anything pretty much all right so anyway
1: um <clears throat> speaking of our, our pal down there in logosport just messaged us while we're recording i'm gonna ignore him
0: he does he is correct he just said that the new psychedelic furrows album is good and it is it is
1: very very good oh you didn't get that in your top 10 last week
0: i didn't because i haven't i've only heard like the first half and, uh, I didn't, I didn't want to put it in, but it might, it will probably make my top 10 by the end of the year. Even though I, I keep adding things to my top 10 list, man. Yeah. Like, that Cheats album is really good. And they have an album by a band called the Sewer Rats that is really good. That's um, our buddy
1: at ProRack, right? Yep.
0: Yep. Yep. Rock. Even, yep. Even though good old Kenny, but, yes. uh, they don't have vinyl available yet. So
1: yeah, I noticed that. Well, you know, vinyl's so expensive. These little labels, you know, yeah, I, I understand, but yeah, it kind of stinks.
0: Yeah, and I also got an album, but from Hostage, from a band from like a punk super, super group called The Outsiders, hmm. which has got a member of Smog Town and a member of uh, this, uh, the Pags, maybe, and a couple of other lows. Um, Wait, so Cal,
1: Discogs, you know, you, the, you pick a band name that's kind of common, and they have like the bracketed number. Yes, exactly. Like <laughs> exactly. I mean, it must be like yeah. fifteen Outsiders, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I think that's I think they so were. Yeah. funny because the way Discogs works, you click on it, and you go to back up and it erases it again. Ah. Anyway, these are first world problems. First so, world problems, baby. So let's talk about well, the... Let's, uh, let's actually do a song first and then come back. Seven always, minutes in. All right. I, don't, I know, but we always we always go 20 minutes in before we play our first song. Okay. At the end, we're like, like shoehorning songs in. So let's do a song. You want me to go first? I'm yep, going to go you, first. You go first, buddy. There's The reason I picked this song, there's a little bit of backstory. So I actually recently reviewed... The twenty fifth anniversary edition of the Vandals Live Fast Diarrhea. Which it's hard to believe that's twenty five years old. But it's it's a fun album. I I I like it, but I don't love it. And I think a lot of younger people, like people who are like in their late thirties now, consider that like a classic. And I just don't see it. But they put out this edition, this cool brown splatter. Edition and the vinyl is so cool that I, I think you were struggling with, too, like, whether to buy this thing, right?
0: Yeah, it does look... I mean, yeah, Live Fast, diarrhea, and then uh, the vinyl looks like someone took a shit on it. It's it's, really, it's a funny idea.
1: The problem with the album to me is it's got some good songs on it, but it reminds me of... It reminds me of Saturday Night Live. When you watch Saturday Night Live, you're like, wow, they had a half hour's worth of good stuff on that 90 minutes. And I kind of felt that way about that record. Like, there was some good ideas, some good, like, one-minute songs that they stretched out to three minutes, you know? But anyway... One of the, it's amazing how many of the younger people don't like the early Vandals. And I know you and I, it's like the early Vandals are, are just on a different level than the later stuff.
0: That's the only but, Vandals to, to listen to, in my so, opinion.
1: So for all you people who only got into the Vandals in the 90s, I mean, it's not your fault you're young. You'll be alive <laughs> when we're dead if it makes you feel any better. But the original Vandals were so good. The first EP, really, the LP, the first EP was called Peace Through Vandalism, and that's with the one that with the classic, like, army green v thing that's still like their their logo yep. that they still use even though they don't really have anything to do with that band anymore um so peace of vandals was the masterpiece the album after that had some good songs but it, it was definitely a lot more experimental that was called when in rome do as the vandals but i had the cassette when i was younger and then a cd that had both those albums on it so i always kind of put those albums together
0: even but, though there's probably this years between those albums i think right oh but <laughs> between those releases
1: yeah, uh, the Peace Through Vandalism was like a really, really early Epitaph release, before Epitaph was much of anything, before they became yep. an emo label or whatever they are now. That's right. Anyway, but yeah, so so many people are like, oh, the early the early Vandals sucks, and I'll tell you right now that I'm going to play this song, and if you think this is meh, or you don't think this is better than the later Vandals, then there's just nothing I can do for you. So this is The Vandals from Peace Through Vandalism, The Legend of Pat Brown. <laughs>
0: The classic from the Vandals, the
1: Legend of Pat you know, Brown. Don't want somebody right now? What's that? It's so great. Don't you want to just hit somebody randomly? I mean, it's it's so good. Well,
0: yeah, and uh, yeah, you can play the bass parts on that. So if you want to ever cover that, we'll we'll be good. Well, um, yeah. it, and you know the story
1: behind that song, right? I know it's based on a real person. I I don't know the. I mean, I know there's a. It's a, in one of those documentaries that I haven't watched yet.
0: It is, yeah. It's in it's in Clockwork, Orange County. So Pat Brown was one of the original punks who used to go on. It's all about the Cuckoo's Nest, the band, the uh, the uh, club, the Cuckoo's Nest, um, and it was right next to a um, country bar. And in fact, there's another song right. on on that on that Vandal's album, um, where it talks about that, right?
1: Or urban struggle, like, urban struggle,
0: urban struggle. Yeah, 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 yeah. One,
1: so it was right. Mohawk, what's that? Maybe that was different.
0: No, it was it was it was definitely urban struggle. Yeah. Um, and so Pat Brown was one of the punks at the Cuckoo's Nest, and there was this country bar down, uh, also in that same, like, block. It looked like it was just, like, a strip mall or something, right? And, um, the punks and the cowboys would always come to blows outside, right? Always. And so the cops would always be around there, um, normally beating on the punks like they used to do. But, um, Pat Brown, I guess one time, um, there was a cop car out there or something, and, uh he was dri- pat was driving away in his car and the cop tried to um stop him or something and reach in and grab the steering wheel and he like pushed him out the way and then almost ran over another cop or something like that so the cops like shot like shot at his car like a bunch of times or something like that Oof. so um yeah i mean it's all a it's all a true story and supposedly he did some other wacky shit too and he's actually in that documentary um hmm. now he's like yeah, a 60 year old uh, guy, really. No, he's dead. He's, oh. He died shortly after oh, that, cool. actually. Yeah, he he died in the early 80s, I believe. Mm. Um, Live fast, die, yeah. don't
1: leave a, leave a beautiful corpse, right, Neil? Yep. Advice, so, that, uh, advice that we didn't take.
0: <laughs> I'll leave, leave a beautiful old corpse. Leave slow, die old. <clears throat> um, so, yeah, look for that one. It's on Amazon Prime. It's called Clockwork Orange County, and it's all about the Cuckoo's Nest mm. and all the legendary shows and bands that played there because everybody fucking played there. So, um, yeah, that's a good one. But that's a great song, too. That's a good choice. Good choice, my friend. Thanks. Have we played the Vandals before? I don't think we have, don't have we? I
1: don't think so. No. But if we do, we're going to play Urban Struggle or one of the other,
0: one of the other old ones. <laughs> off Peace Through Vandalism? And yeah, and for Berger. sure. Yeah. with uh, That was the big old steve singing, and right? Who fell. died shortly afterwards.
1: Everybody's dead. Yeah.
0: yeah, All the good ones. Didn't someone from the Supersuckers die today? Did I read yes, that? I
1: didn't really recognize the name, but he played on a lot of their key 90s albums. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm sorry we can't eulogize you better. I didn't I didn't find, I don't really, there was no details either, and he, he couldn't have been all that old. He couldn't have been much more than in his 50s, I would think.
0: Yeah, I don't really know the Supersuckers too much, apart from what Rick Sims yeah. told us. Um, they did play my favorite Chicago festival. I say festival, it's not really, it's mainly old cars and old motorbikes called Motoblot, and they just ah. happen to have bands as well. And uh, the Supersuckers headlined like two years ago. Huh. But I have, but I have to admit, I stayed for like four songs and then left. I it wasn't. All right, I'm gonna anything.
1: actually, I'm actually gonna play a Super Sucker song later. I'm gonna stick it in with one of my other songs. So just to give you a heads up since you're the tech, oh. you're the tech guy. I'm changing things on okay. the fly just to screw you up since you probably already have the other songs downloaded.
0: No, I actually don't, so that's fine. Cool. Yeah, man, do your thing. That's fine. We'll play, so, play it as a so, tr- as a tribute to these Super Suckers. So you know, show. you know
1: it's funny, right? Because I I think people, some people are probably sick of this. Some people probably aren't, but. Once again, we're going to go, we're going to revisit the Godoys thing one more time, and then we're going to put it to bed. As Neil said, we're going to put it in the annals of, of, uh, the annals, the annals of, uh, Punctilide, Of history. Yeah,
0: punctuality history. That was, but it's funny because 58, 58, I, I believe,
1: right? Was that 58? Right. Like, like the, like the Joe Queer episode, we were still referencing it three, four episodes after we had him on, you know? Right. So the controversial ones always do because, well, we got a lot of mail about it and a lot of good mail. Um, so we thought we should probably share I, I suspect we got a lot of different opinions on it, but I suspect it represents a, a, a wide range of opinions too. Yeah, it was it was super letter, interesting actually that the letter, things our
0: listeners had to say about it.
1: Letter represents one million listeners, I suspect. <laughs> probably. Or five. So that means we
0: have six we have six
1: million listeners? Holy shit. Yeah, we've we gotta figure out a way to monetize this sucker, huh? Yeah, that's right, man. That's right. Uh you want to uh shall I read shall I read one of these
2: yeah,
0: you go, yeah, you go ahead. You read, um,
1: wonder, so we had, it was sort of negative, but it wasn't, it wasn't exactly negative, but it was one person who took issues with the, what, what you want me to read that one first? Cause all the rest of them were pretty yeah. much, we're pretty much like, you know, boys will be boys. Um, so this is from our pal Jason, who's a, who's a regular listener and has, has written in a lot. And we, you know, listen, we definitely hold his, his opinion in esteem. So, and this is the longest of the letters too. So, and he takes me a task a little bit. So anyway. Uh, gentlemen, which right there, you're already wrong, Jason. <laughs> but we'll accept that. We'll allow that.
0: Well, he's probably much younger than us, so he has to treat us with, with respect, it's right?
1: Between the two of us. It seems like almost everybody writes in and says, I'm right between the two of you. Yeah. Which is freaking old, right? Anyway, so on episode 59, Tom said that he wondered what listeners thought about the previous episode with the Godoy twins. So here's my take. I would like to preface this by saying I am against censorship and do not believe that you should. No, he's, hold on. Yes. The, oh, he, he, I assume he means he's not a. Oh, he's against
0: censorship. Sorry, my bad. Sorry, can't yep. continue. My there's bad. reading comprehension go on. <laughs> Shut
1: up. <laughs> so here's my take. I would like to preface this by saying I'm against censorship and did not believe that you should have done so with this episode. However, there's no context that makes using the f word okay. Everything that Tom mentioned as an excuse for them is not okay. Saying that it was wasn't being used as a negative in a negative way towards LGBTQ, but that is that is plain BS. To say that it means weak being a pussy or whatever is also portraying the LGBTQ community as weak being pussies or just less than I kind of think yes, but I I still kind of think no, because I think the things have become kind of separated to a certain extent. This is me editorializing, but anyway, um, this is the underlying message when you use the word, that word is also hate, has a lot of hate associated with it. It is not unlike when white white people using the N word. I'm not sure about your scene growing up, but mine was not cool with that. Growing up in San Diego, we had a really good scene, very positive and inclusive. Back in the 80s, when I was when it wasn't socially acceptable to be gay in any fashion, our punk scene embraced the community. We were all outcasts in our own way, so it disturbs me that you are defending them. There's just no excuse for using the word anymore. Am I guilty of using that word when I was young? Yes, but I quickly learned that it was not okay and I grew as a person, and it seems that in their 50s, the Gadoy Twins still have some growing up to do. And I think they're, they're that's why we kind of, what are we going to do, Call, take these guys to task, right? But anyway, I have lost all respect for the Gadoy Twins. I hope you can see and understand my point of view and not defend those who choose to be ignorant and hateful. I love you guys. You have not lost a listener to me yet. I'm glad to hear that. And Jason in Atlanta. And I, I think he does make some points, and, I, you know, it, it, it did – with the next episode when I when we kind of walk through it justifying it, I know you even said to me you said, eh, you know should we put this much effort into this thing or one of those you know dust out protest protest too much situations but anyway that was that was kind of the that was our negative one, so why don't you uh do that
0: well, I just want to talk I just want to talk about that for a second okay.
1: so oh great, you're going to insult the guy. We haven't lost a listener yet, but by the time Neil's done, we will
0: <laughs> no, but I'm not I, see, but I don't think they were using it. Trying to be ignorant and hateful.
1: Well, I think it's separated from what it originally meant. I, 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 think, I really think,
0: I think, th- I think they meant. I think they just meant wimpy. I do. I mean, I, I, I that's what
1: that, that's what I it's think. Still right. It Roots back to, you know, when you were in, when you were, you know, and I, and I thought about this a, a fair amount because you know, yeah, if you're a, if you're uh, on the playground when you're a kid and you push somebody down and you say, oh, you're gay, you didn't mean he was a homosexual, but it, the the end context is still that they're weaker because, you know, it still associates gayness with weakness. So there's, there's you know, yeah, and, and once again, and, and, you know, and to me more what it comes down to is what our responsibility is. Yeah, you, you, you know what I mean? Do I have to, I, I'm not going to take somebody to task. If you would have said something along the lines of we need to get rid of gay people or gay people need to be shot or something like that. Then yeah, we obviously got it all the line. But it was just—it happened so quick too. It was just like, so anyway, I'm sorry, Neil, I interrupted you. You want to finish?
0: Um, no, I mean, and it is—it's a difficult one, right? But I mean, okay. Sticks. So in, in in England, that word me in England that mean that word means something completely different. Would, a a, f- yeah, a fag is a cigarette.
1: Talking about a bundle of sticks, my friend.
0: And and yeah, and faggot means a bundle of sticks. So it means so yeah, words I, have.
1: Wasn't you know what the, you know what the context is too? That wasn't the. Context. I,
0: no, that, that's what the that, that's what the good boys. That's what Steve he said. He said he's calling him a bundle of sticks.
1: You're a bundle of sticks. <laughs>
0: Um, so it was just, yeah, it was just a general term of abuse, but I, I get, J- I get Jason's point, but I have to say that he must've been in a very different scene than me because my scene in the eighties
1: wasn't, it's funny because I mean, our scene, everything went our scene was accepting and it was not really that big a deal, but that didn't mean they were off limits to get harassed. Well,
0: no, nobody was. They yeah, right. called me an English cunt. It didn't make a blind bit of difference.
1: Right, pick on, I mean, pick we on, were all friends. But he was still welcome. You know what I mean? So it's it's kind of, I mean. Yeah, of course. Honestly, my my scene, like, this was so long ago. I almost, you know, you know, 25, 30 years ago. It was like, my first exposure to, like, trans people was in that scene. And I uh, well, thought they were kind of weird or whatever, but nobody, you know, nobody beat them up. There wasn't any, you know, I don't know.
0: Well, in it. And, and and in almost in almost every early punk scene going back like 76 77 78 a lot of them always started at like gay clubs you
1: know what i mean yeah it's cuz they were low rent
0: but well they were low rent but also they were accepting of everybody and they would play more outrageous music than your regular stupid bonehead clubs would but anyway so that was so that was like the that was like the listener that was upset by the whole thing well, i like um,
1: i think he was more upset with them than us so i i mean and it's like i said i i just just for the sake of being honest about it, you know for the dialogue i thought we should include that so
0: yeah so um uh, alternate take uh, josh from um iowa Josh is he says regular Yep, regular. He says, I think you were all handling the censorship situation correctly with the theme of the podcast. You primed the podcast with a warning and are now acknowledging that you were all not comfortable with the words that were used, but are putting more context around ease of use. In the world today, it is a difficult thing to maneuver, especially when your intention is not to insult anyone, but to allow a person that is comfortable in their own skin to be themselves in the interview process. I thought the interview was great, definitely a different angle on the underlying theme of the show. So, um... Yeah, and I mean, and I mean, that's true. Like like Tom says, these are guys in the mid 50s. I'm not going to tell them what they can and they cannot
1: say. I think it's pretty much um, cause at this point too, right?
0: And well, yeah, yeah. Also, it doesn't make a blind bit of a difference. They've made their way in the world, and they're perfectly happy. And they've probably met a hell of a lot more people and been in a lot more situations than I have, or probably any of the any of the other people writing in have. So, if they're fine with where they are, then I'm certainly not one to tell them that they shouldn't be. And we, so, we have um, no reason
1: to believe that they, they have any sort of negative actions towards gay people or anything like that, right?
0: No, no, absolutely. I mean, if we actually I, thought I, that,
1: there would be a different story.
0: No. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's for it's sure.
1: funny, you know, because we, we we said, man, we do not want to censor, but at some point we're going to get somebody on who's going to say so. Like I said, there was a lot of behind the scenes turmoil. We talked about this forever. We talked. Oh yeah,
0: man, we had so turmoil on this. And one. the fact of yeah.
1: the matter is, yeah, it's it's multiple things too, because these these fascists at iTunes and Facebook and all this other stuff, you know, you get flagged, you could be screwed, with very little appeal process. It's not a you know, it's not a
0: no you get you get you get tried you get tried by facebook and you get tried on twitter yeah, and there you know, there might not even be any evidence i'm i'm seeing it right now with a professional wrestler that um he some some kid was or 16 year old was like texting him like nude photos or something and looking at the stream the wrestler wasn't responding really much at all but now everyone's saying he should be fired for i i don't know what he was supposed to do to tell you the truth but It's just weird. It's just a very weird uh, situation right now, and you know that we live in. But well, uh, and
1: it is. It makes me sort of. It it bothers me that I'm so worried about these things to a certain extent. But that's just the way of the world, you know. If if we get if iTunes flags us, then the show doesn't get out.
0: Well, did you notice that? Did you notice? You walk the
1: fine line.
0: Did you notice? uh, Well, you probably didn't see this because you probably didn't. You don't look on iTunes, but um, Stitcher and Spotify. Because the name of the the name of the episode was the fucking gutters. Ah, yes. Because that's the name of the band. So Stitcher and Spotify both put that up there. iTunes actually commented that out. <laughs>
1: hmm. Interesting.
0: <laughs> so it was the F blank 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 N gutters, ah. which was interesting. So the family you know, show. Yeah.
1: You know, can we try to do a family show here? Uh, Speaking
0: fuck of no. family show,
1: let me read our, our pal Mike the mailman. Yes, um, yes. This was yes, this was, was, this was the complete opposite.
0: <laughs> this one was one the my opposite.
1: Response is very short. Yeah, I'll skip the stuff at the, about the post office, Neil. I'll just read the. Yeah. Yeah. And this was his. This was his letter. No, you know, no hello, no hey, how you guys doing? Starts out with, "It's the fucking Godoys. If they don't apologize, why the hell are you? Fuck all the soft ass wimpy punks in this place that might have an issue with words." <laughs> and he tells you what to do with yourself, Neil.
0: He does because I was uh, I, I was I was critical of the of the post office and Mike being a mailman. He wasn't too happy with my with my comment. <laughs>
1: i think you just had bad luck I, you, you need, i think you need to learn patience man even at your old age and uh i know you and i have different opinions on this because i'm a cheap bastard and i always choose the cheapest postage and you're more than willing to pay extra for big postage but it's not for me anyway well
0: what well, you know what to be fair though when i did send mike back because okay so i got the i i eventually got the uh, the package from uh fat Rec. from fat rack so and on the package it. It. I it, mean, it's even more insulting, actually. It's got the big sticker on there. It's got the big sticker on there that says what? Priority mail two day, <laughs> two day.
1: But also, who knows how th- long it took them to get it in the mail?
0: It. Well, no, because I. I got that information. I mean, they. They tell me when it shipped, and uh, so priority mail two day, um, and the date on the on the label is seven twenty five, and it took three weeks to get to me. Mm. And it says Priority Mail well, 2 day.
1: There's, there's so, there's a lot, you know, fuck that. There seems to be a concerted effort by a certain group of people to literally make chaos out of the post office. Uh, so I hope I can get this straightened out because I, I love the post office. I support the post office. I wish it was, you know, a little more efficient. But if there's somebody actually trying to undermine them, then it's, you know, who, what are you going to do? So.
0: Yeah. Well, anyway. Anyway. Well, so
1: one, more, let's do one. You want to do one more?
0: Yeah, I was just going to say, but basically, it seems to be taking three weeks to get anything from the West Coast to yeah, me. I
1: think I'm going to take a three little weeks. break from ordering records for a minute um, because, yeah, it is kind of frustrating. Um, but, you know, I ordered, I, I, I told you, I spoke about it last week or whenever we spoke last. I ordered a bunch of Screeching Weasel stuff because they were kind of clearing out their store. Yeah. So I bought a bunch of t shirts for like 10, 12 bucks, and I bought a vinyl copy of Wiggle for like 12 bucks. And, uh, I paid 22 something dollars for shipping. And that was okay. 13 days ago. Mm-hmm. And I got the I got the email today that everything is shipped by today.
0: Jesus, and what what kind of shipping was See, 22 called,
1: bucks? Well, I don't know, and then you're talking 13 days before it shipped.
0: Yeah.
1: But, you know what I can do, now? I can wait. I have other t-shirts. I have other records.
0: You're <laughs> such a nice <laughs> guy. You're so nice.
1: No, I'm just trying to be more peaceful, man. I got enough stuff in my life riling me up.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I just think that you know, three weeks, three weeks, three weeks. It should take that from Europe. It shouldn't take that from but, but you have
1: another records. state. You have more records than you could listen to in your life now.
0: That's not a blind bit of difference. I've already paid for it, dude. You must. I paid for it. Let's
1: you find your inner peace.
0: Uh, no. yeah, I do find my so inner. In a piece of ass is what my, I want to yes. find.
1: <laughs> outer, outer piece. Of <laughs> ass. My uh, my son's uh, tennis season just started. Okay. So I get pretty tense watching him play. So he's played three matches and he has beat the crap out of he's played so far. And mm-hmm. today he was whooping this kid, but he was unhappy with his performance and he was throwing a spaz out. Oh, and a Little Joe McEnroe he was very, very irritated. And it's just, you know, it's like anytime I get this little bit of serenity in my life, it's always something else, Neil. It's always something else. Why won't these kids leave me alone? All right. Well, anyway, I'm going to play a song. Purpose 3 now. He's doing well. He's kicking ass.
0: Good. Good. Good for him. Um I'm going to play um a song by an English band from I think it's from 81. Um all my stuff is actually going to be from like 81 82 from England today. Um this is a band called Action Pact. Oh, P A C T. I've heard of them. And I've heard of them, I don't think. Yeah, um they're uh, female fronted which will get us Somebody upset probably too. Um and the song is called Suicide Bag. I think it's from their first EP.
1: Is is so is, uh, is bag the term they're using to describe women?
0: Uh no. Uh suicide bag is about the bags of glue that punk that uh, punks used to sniff outside gigs back then and <laughs> after we got done playing it, I'll tell you a bit about that. Kay. So um action packed what's that? They'll sniff some glue. <laughs> yep. Action packed with suicide bag. Thank you. So there it was, action-packed Suicide Bag. I, I love that song. Um, yeah, I can't tell you how many gigs I used to go to uh, back in England. We're talking 81, 82, 83. I mean, I left in 84, 85, so I can't talk about what it was like after that. But just, you'd just be outside the club. You'd just see lines of punks sitting outside with their bags of glue sniffing.
1: You're talking like like, and, uh, like the kind you used to put models together, or what, what kind of glue are you yep. talking about?
0: Yep, that's exactly the kind of glue I'm talking about. And they'd be getting high as a fucking kite, mm. and so I guess they couldn't afford booze, it's I just, don't know.
1: Well, for one thing, the problem is it's straight brain damage, right? Yep. And it lasts for, I mean, listen, we've all done inhalants. Oh, I shouldn't say that. Maybe, okay, I take that back. <laughs> <laughs> I know some people have tried inhalants, so I can't really speak to everyone. Yes. But it lasts for like a couple minutes. Right. It's not like a good long-lasting. So you're destroying your brain cells, and it lasts for two seconds. Yeah. Don't huff But gas, the worst,
0: kids. the 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 worst was I saw conflict at a small club in Manchester. It would have been eighty-one, and literally the he you couldn't he you almost couldn't get in. You almost couldn't get into the club because there was so many like passed-out punks and stuff, and just they were just all lying around, from, from just room? sniffing them from their glue bags. So yeah,
1: they sniff so much they passed out.
0: Yeah, I mean, that yeah. has
1: to be. Man, you wonder why they all had to go on the door, huh? Yeah,
0: Yikes. and that was an interesting that was an interesting one because on the way in, Colin from Conflict was uh, after you'd paid your money to get in, he was there giving out uh, badges, and uh, the badge I got was a it was it was a picture of Margaret Thatcher with a uh, with crosshairs on her head. So I actually, I actually still have that badge. <laughs> Hmm. Maybe I'll put a picture of it up, but uh, courtesy Sellers. of Colin, that was a that was a man, dude. That was a terrible show, too. I
1: have was to say, a Wisconsin <laughs> oh band? My god.
0: It wasn't them. They had like five warm-up bands Ugh. and a club with really bad sound. And you can imagine what you know. Five of those thrash punk bands from back in the day sounded, you know, especially some with like no talent bad, whatsoever. Bad
1: exploited wannabes.
0: Oh my god. Yeah, and then just a bunch of like brain dead zombies like lurching about at the front. So, so you that was got an interesting so you to one.
1: meet Colin from
0: Conflict. Oh yeah, a couple times actually. Yeah. Nice guy. Yeah, nice guy. Yeah, yeah. Um I met him actually at the at Reggie's a couple of years ago too. Hmm. I think I might have told that story. So um he was just sitting upstairs, you know, upstairs at Reggie's. Oh yeah. Yeah, so I was up there and I was hungry cuz I hadn't eaten all day so I was actually I got a big burger from, <laughs> from Reggie's, And then I saw this guy sitting by himself up up top and uh and I recognized it was Colin, obviously a lot older, but uh and I went off to him actually told him that story and he got a kick out of it hmm. and uh, bought him a beer and stuff. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, nice guy. But uh, anyway, so yeah, Suicide Bag. That's uh, that's what that song is about. It's not about some... Uh... Well, they were <laughs> actually
1: talking about the evils of Sniffing Glue.
0: Yeah, so it's not about some old lady who was uh, trying to so, hit on young guys. So
1: obviously the Ramones in the 76 uh, or whatever were talking about Sniffing Glue. Did, is that where that came came from or was that just a universal experience of being a teenager in 1977
0: <laughs> I think it was I think it was when people were either too young to drink or they they couldn't or they couldn't afford to drink I guess because mm. it's something that's readily available in the house right so hmm I mean, you must have done all kinds of wacky stuff when you were a kid, right? There was all kinds of stuff that went by. Yeah, I tried like, a little like bit of this and
1: that, I, I admit. but
0: Or even things like you'd breathe you'd breathe in super fast like 30 times and then hold your breath or something and that would supposedly make you pass out. All kinds of stupid You ever do that
1: shit? thing where you like, make a fist and you could like, put a couple cigarettes between your fingers and just like <laughs> suck it into your brain where you actually go? Uh... No, no, I have no idea what you're like, you talking you about. <laughs> Which is that, that real fine tobacco you put up your nose?
0: No sir, never never did. Like, were you, well, like, snuff what are you in the 1850s were you brought Dude, up?
1: It would make your brain on fire. <laughs> I bet. I bet it, it would, would burn. Yeah. It would burn so bad. Yeah.
0: So do you want to finish up the last couple of letters about this whole thing? Uh Let me do let me do the Marco V1 and then you can do the Richard Fischler one and then we'll be done with it, all right? Sounds good. We'll so uh Marco v said oh, his uh, Mark Marco V from England his take was ridiculous. He said, in my eyes, it was a very engaging interview. You were right to play it in full. That's the way they are, like it or not. And to be honest, I think those words were only used once or twice in a 90-minute interview. They're not my first choice of phrases. But they're not my first choice of phrases. But for fuck's sake, people, there's rioting, looting, and murder going on in the U.S. right now. Get some perspective. And he's exactly right about that. People are getting... You know, riled up about words and cancel culture and shit. And there's so much more important stuff that we should be fucking worrying about right now. Mm. So uh, I thought that was an interesting take from the UK. And then, do you want to read the one we just got from uh, Richard in uh, in New York? Because I thought his was super interesting.
1: It's very long, but yes, yeah, so I'll read Wait. it.
0: Yeah, well, you can just do the first half because you don't want to talk about Dylan just it's from for Richard
1: shit. in New York. You just wanted to see what's that? No, go ahead. Just wanted to say hello and kudos for the show. No bands to plug here or major revelations. You've been providing great entertainment to an NYC resident. Whoa, hey, who who, who, who? which Rich? letter are you reading? Is it not the one I wanted?
0: No, sir. Richard Fischler just came in came in yep. today. Eight oh two. Yep. I swear. Howdy folks. Starts with howdy folks. Your reading is one from like May twenty seventh, dude. well. Hmm. Yeah. Go to the top go go I'll I'll do it. I'll do it. Um Howdy,
1: folks. I found it now. Go ahead, though.
0: Yeah. Interesting Godoy Brothers interview and follow-up by you guys. I wasn't offended by the use of the word faggot. I don't use it myself, and of course I am fully aware of how it might be offensive to some people, but I totally understand the context they were using it in. If anything, I was more displeased with the frequent use of the word fuck. Of course, I use it sometimes. Who doesn't? But when in a conversation it starts to be very frequent, it becomes not offensive but simply annoying and distracting. In that respect, I do appreciate the fact that you two keep your shows clean and articulate. I do. Is that true? I do. You <laughs> I gonna know. say. Is that is that true? I don't know. If that's true. um
1: And then I he mean, says, "Thank you." He's obviously complimenting me, Neil, not you. I'm doing a is. family show. That's
0: true. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm just the way I always talk. No, you're um, doing a family
1: show. You're just a creepy uncle <laughs> that your parents tell you not to talk to at the Christmas party. <laughs>
0: <laughs> thank you very much. You um, all week. So he continues in your follow-up to the interview, you actually didn't mention one thing that I thought could be even more sensitive than the language. I.e. the fact that one of the brothers at some point made it seem like the coronavirus and the response to it was exaggerated and represented an infringement of our liberties. I didn't go back to listen to it. Maybe I am wrong, but I got the impression that they thought this whole thing was a hoax. If so, that take, if anything, is more provocative and touchy in my opinion. Um, In that interview, one of the brothers also hinted at how only the beginnings of punk were truly authentic and great, and what happened after that was a bastardized version, something along those lines. Anyway, similar versions of that opinion are often heard, at least among folks who were past a certain age, and I think these views are too simplistic. Perhaps this topic could be the object of deeper future discussions. Hmm. Um, So anyway, so that's the the basic gist gist of his letter.
1: Richard is very prolific, because that letter I started reading was very long, too.
0: Um, the, the, the thing I think is most interesting is a, that he was more upset by the word fuck than he is by the, by the other words they said, which which is funny
1: because like I look at my kids, if they're watching something on TV, I know which of those two F words makes them cringe or makes them actually gets a visual, visual reaction.
0: Oh, for sure. And I mean, you know, I mean, fuck is just a, it's just something you say. I mean, I say it all the time, so.
1: Hey, for emphasis, listen, dude, your but, lack of vocabulary is not our problem.
0: Fuck, fuck, fuckity fuck. How's exactly. that? Um, but then, how about how about is that he was more offended by the coronavirus thing? Tom, I know you're gonna have a take on this one. Take you it know, away, buddy.
1: Nah, I really don't because I want to avoid this like the plague. Because... <laughs> you want to avoid oh, it like okay. the coronavirus. <laughs> Poor choice of words. Yes, because I, I really do think it's gonna take a few years bef- uh, of of getting this behind us before we really know what was going on or what was wag the tail that was wagging the dog. I do not think it's a hoax. I do think we are responding differently to it than we have of different pandemics that essentially had similar kinds of death tolls. But, but also, you know, it, it's, it's, it's one of those things. We still don't even know what works. We don't even know for sure how you get it. We don't know how far, you know, we, we know very little about this. Uh, we know that Michigan and Sweden are approximately the same size, and they had approximately the same level of deaths, and they handled it totally different. So it's it's you know I, I don't know, I don't know what's going on. And, I don't want to be I don't want to be a conspiracy theory guy, and I'm not. I'm not. I don't think it's necessarily conspiracy because it seems too chaotic. Like I don't think there's any mastermind behind what's going on or anything like that. But it's 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 interesting. It'll be it'll be interesting when it's all said and done.
0: Yeah, to find yeah when we look back on it in a few when years we look, and find it out exactly years, years, what happened. But all I will say is that anybody who pretends that they're the expert on it, yeah. you're not. And I don't. Yeah, every, I, I don't. Every every scientist has a different opinion. We see different things every week. Oh, it dies on a surface after an hour. Oh, it dies on a surface after it lasts you, on a surface just, for three weeks. Just read I the mean, New
1: York Times. You'll read so many contradictory articles. Right. So, and you know that the old gray lady is considered the you know the epitome of news still. So anyway, it, it's it's interesting. Um,
0: yeah, and they did say, and, and they did say those things. They did say that it was exaggerated. They did say it was a hoax. And they did say it represented yeah, yeah. infringements of our liberties. Now, whether it's a hoax or not, of course it's not. But it does represent an infringement of, of our uh, liberties. I'm sorry, it does. It's
1: true. And the fact of it so, is, it's like you either can be concerned about people's health or you can be concerned about the government's reaction to it. But, no, you can be concerned about both. You could be concerned about people being safe and also be concerned about the fact that the government shut down private industry at their own discretion and yep. just, you know it, it, that that's that's a little bit scary depending
0: on the political point of view yeah
1: and it's something that should be considered and, and and unfortunately you know if you look at the patchwork of states it's very political the republicans did it one way and the democrats did it another way and once again the death tolls are about the same so it's it's eh, it's just it's it's weird New York is yeah. getting patting itself on the back for how well they've handled this thing, but the numbers don't bear out their great success.
0: Yeah, I but know. anyway, I just, I, I just thought it was interesting that you know that he was more upset by the coronavirus comments than he was by the by the touch points of the of the words. You you're know, I just thought that. Was, so we
1: had you're had a... not going to see Neil or I sitting in our pickup truck wearing a pair of wraparound sunglasses, whispering the truth about the coronavirus because oh. <laughs> <we had laughs> no, so right.
0: So anyway, so that's it. So let's put the Godoy thing to bed. But I just thought that was interesting that we got a, a vast selection of different yeah. opinions on, on that interview. But everyone,
1: everybody seemed to enjoy it. There was one other comment on, on, on the Facebook post that I actually wanted to mention because it was kind of an interesting take on it. And one that I think is wrong. But it was Which uh, somebody who said, you know, it seems like all they were worried about was money. And I do I know they did. And I think, I think it was Dan that said this. I think we might actually meet him Saturday. So. But and 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 because they were saying, hey, we made this deal and then we get a check for fifty-five dollars. But the fact of the matter is, if they were all about money, they wouldn't act the way they act. You know what I mean? They would try to be yeah. more clean-cut. They clearly, money is clearly not their motivator. I think being authentic is their motivator. Well, they, and you, its uh, lost them a lot of money.
0: Well, yeah. And if he's co- if if he's saying that, he's coming in that he's coming at that from the wrong angle. The basic point was. That they keep fucking getting ripped off, yeah. and they do. I know back in back in back in skateboarding days, when they were, you know, in Is the, the mid '80s, they were one of the they were not one of the bigger names, but they were certainly a name. But the, the the amount of money that companies were throwing at them was ridiculous compared to what a to, what a Lance Mountain or a Tony Hawk and stuff like that were getting because people thought they could take advantage of them. Well, so yeah. I know they got ripped off. I know they got ripped off by numerous skate
1: companies. Now you guys, so, you your little company did a custom board for them.
0: We did. We had a yeah, sure. we, had a, oh, we had a Godoy deck, deck about 10 years 60 ago.
1: 60
0: bucks. Yeah, we probably only, we only I think we only made like 50 of them. Hmm. So, uh, it wasn't it certainly wasn't being made for the money. We just wanted to get their name back did out you there. Have you one know of what those? I mean? Oh, I have I have two of them. Yeah. We did one in we did one in red and one in green. Right, they're actually Yeah, um they're, and it's actually the the the, the gra- they designed the graphics. And they're actually like six-color screen print. I mean, it was a, it was an intense screen print job. So, um, yeah, that was on Cold War skateboard. Well, again, so if you ever I'm gonna, see one, and
1: I, we'll we'll leave it with, we'll leave it at this. But the one thing he said that resonated with me because I think it's true of punk rock too. He said the thing they figured out was that they weren't selling it to kids. They were selling it to they weren't selling it to teenagers. They were selling it to fourteen-year-olds' moms. And selling mm-hmm. something to somebody's mom is a lot different than selling something to a kid. You know what's the difference between, Neil? It's the difference between the Sex Pistols and the Offspring. Right. Because you could sell the Offspring to the 14-year-old's mom. You can't sell the Sex Pistols to the 14-year-old's mom. Of course, the 14-year-old's yep. mom probably grew up listening to Sex Pistols. But anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So that's it. So there we're you go. So bet. that's it. We're going to play. We're putting that one to bed. We're going to play a song as we transition here. Um. So let's do a Super Sucker song because the guy died, and um, I can't even. I gotta get, what was his name? He wasn't one of the guys I was super familiar with, even though, like I said, he played in sort of the classic lineup. You know, find me that name. This is this is bad. We can't. Uh, All right,
0: what's what's while I look for that? What song are you what song are you gonna play, buddy?
1: We're gonna play. Oh, such a great song. It's called "Pretty Fucked Up." It, okay, from, this is a uh, pretty from, uh, motherfuckers be tripping. Jeez, Neil. Now I'm I'm breaking my own family code and using all this bad language. Thanks a lot, super suckers.
0: Yeah, nice one. So, yeah, it was Ron uh, Ron Rontros Heathman.
1: Okay, Rontros, that's what they call him, right. yeah. Yeah, Rontros. It was kind so, of a uh, real name, but like slightly different. So. Okay. Yeah.
0: So, rest in peace and what what song is this again? Fucked up. Fucked up. Okay, there we pretty, go. By the pretty, super
1: suckers. Pretty fucked up. It's a good song.
3: She's got a man on the side. Yeah, she's with him today And I probably won't die But it sure feels that way And I used to be strong I used to be tough And she used to be pretty But now she's just pretty fucked up Oh, i pretty fucked up Yeah, I'm pretty fucked up now she used to be pretty but now she's just pretty fucked up now i know people change and sometimes that's good but some people don't when maybe they should but right now that don't help me i might just throw Cause this show does feel shitty When things just get pretty fucked up Ah, oh, pretty fucked up Pretty fucked up, man I made her feel this way And I begged her forgiveness Yeah, I begged her to stay And she said that she loved me
0: There, especially for Tom. Pretty fucked up by the Super Suckers. And, uh, I used to be yeah. pretty,
1: Neil. Now I'm pretty fucked up.
0: Ugh, of course you are. Of course you are. So, uh, so yeah, that was uh, that was the Super suckers. And we do have a little bit of history with them going back to episode 17, our classic episode 17 with the Rick Sims interview, because Rick played with the Super for about two years, I believe, on like two of their albums.
1: I saw him open for the Ramones. I'm a big fan. I've seen him a couple times, headline here. Yeah.
0: Yeah, well, like I say, I, I I did see them, but I didn't see them for very long at uh, at Motoblot, which actually just got canceled. Motoblot's normally in June, so they originally, they pushed it back to September when, uh, you know, in March or whatever. We were still hopeful that this shit would be done by September, right? Um, but now it's being canceled till 2021, like everything else, so hopefully uh be out at Blot in 2021 it's tom you should try and come down for that one time man it's it's really it's really cool they um they shut off like two or three blocks around uh, the cobra lounge and it's they bring in a bunch of old cars and people are at the motorcycles in and uh there's a few mods on scooters and stuff like that and then they have a couple of different stages set up and it's just a really chill chill scene you know with alternative people that you don't normally see in chicago So it's actually it's actually it's actually pretty cool. It's not it certainly isn't like Riot Fest or anything like that. It's a lot of authentic people, you know. Mm. Of course, you... a lot of a lot of bikers. Actually, there's an awful lot of bikes. There's probably more bikes than there are like vintage cars and stuff. Mm. But it's uh, yeah, it, it's a cool time. It's a good time. Excellent. Yeah. So one of the other things I wanted to talk about today was um, it, it's something actually. I I saw a post on the uh, on Facebook on the punks not dead. Forum about who was the coolest punk. If you've ever met any like sing, uh, punk rock stars or whatever, who was the coolest one you've ever met, and who was the biggest asshole? So I thought that was actually a pretty interesting, uh, interesting topic. So Tom, I know you've been a, you've obviously been to a billion, billion yeah. shows, and probably hung around with people before and after shows and stuff yeah. like that. So who would you say, as, I believe some of the biggest names that you've hung around with, who would you say was probably the coolest for a big name and who was like the the biggest well, asshole?
1: Well, it's, it's funny because you get to a certain level of big name and they don't, you know, Mike Ness doesn't hang around at the bar after the show.
0: Not anymore anyway, no.
1: Um, and he doesn't Drake, I know, so that's probably part of it. But, um, you know, it's funny because the ones I've had the most fun with aren't necessarily the biggest names. Yeah. But, like, like to me, and part of the reason I'm friendly with them today still, Slobby Sackos were the greatest guys to hang out with. Okay. Um. So they were super friendly when I met them for the first time, I don't know, 10 or 12 years ago. Um. I've had some great conversations with Mike Palm from uh, the guitar player Agent Orange. from Agent Orange. Oh, that's cool. I've that's have almost good everybody from, like, the classic Screeching Weasel guys except for Ben. And they were all super cool. I think I've actually told the story about my sister and I were drinking really excessively, and we actually bugged uh, Danny Vapid so bad that he and his friends actually moved to a different table. <laughs> That's my asshole. problem, Neil, is I look at a lot of these situations. You know, so so I'm, you know, we've discussed this. I'm I'm a pretty straight up, you know, day to day guy. Take care of my kids, raising my family in the suburbs. But if I get out of town, go to Chicago, go to Detroit, or whatever for a show, sometimes we get after it pretty hard. So, a lot, yes, you so do. a lot of times when I meet these guys, I'm not necessarily my most coherent self. So you'd be surprised how many guys in bands aren't interested in, you know, having a fan explain to them why some of their albums are better than others and that kind of thing.
0: Hanging around with a drunk, sweaty yeah, guy. Exactly.
1: <laughs> I'm trying to think. Who,
0: Let me tell you something else. I'm trying to think
1: who else I've, I've, you know, I've, I've met a lot of these people over the years. But, you know, unfortunately, I didn't have a lot of time to plot out this this process, so I'm, I may, ha- you know, I'm sure it'll come to me later. But um, how about the biggest asshole? What's that? How about how about the biggest asshole? It's funny. I'm trying to think of a really negative experience that I had with a, a musician. I remember like Richie Ramone seemed like he was kind of a dick when he played in GR, but he wasn't to me personally. Did you ever talk to Henry Rollins? No, never have. Okay, but but the same there token, he was too big. You know, he wasn't really. But you know, one of the guys who's a legendary, Dick, I talked to him briefly, and I thought he was a super nice guy. Was Greg Ginn from Black Flag?
0: Oh, that's interesting. Okay, that's a cool one.
1: And he was being super cool to everybody. Hmm. Um,
0: was this I don't know? Was it upstroke of their career or downstroke? Oh, <laughs> definitely. Because de- that, that might explain. Well,
1: it. <laughs> definitely. I mean, they, they've been on the downstroke for like thirty years now, right? Thirty-five years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. if you caught him on the upstroke, that was a whole different animal. I was, I was, I was pretty young when they split up the first time. Too young to have seen him uh but you know i met i met several of the misfits over the years you know bobby Steele from the uh misfits guitar player is one of my favorite punk rock guys ever mm-hmm. awesome dude um
0: we should have him on i know I, I gotta on, i gotta, I gotta sure.
1: see what i can do on that i love bobby um yeah if, you you think if we're gonna get a misfit it shouldn't be michael graves or mikhail graves
0: I bet we could get him on.
1: <laughs> see, that's, see, that's the problem is someday we're going to have a guest on. You know, we're talking about this the, the Godoy stuff. Someday we're going to have a guest on it's gonna say something like, you know, Hitler had some really good ideas, and so we're going to be like, oh, crap. We just did a really great one-hour, you know, two-hour interview with this guy, and then he had to say that. Like, what are we going to do?
0: <laughs> he made the trains run on time. Yeah, exactly.
1: It. Something You know, there will that will happen. And like I said, we've done – listen, we're in our 60s now, and we've only had like three of them where we really wrung our hands behind the scenes trying to figure out what to do with it. So. Oh. Yeah. So you know, most true. most people are just, you know, happy go lucky. So I'm trying yeah. yeah, I'm trying to think I, I, I just don't really Well, I've got a I, couple of I don't really have that. Of, six, that story of, of, of like assholes. Rick Sims told that great story about meeting the Ramones and they were total dicks to him. I don't really have a story like that.
0: Okay. Yeah, I do. I have I have a couple of All those. right.
1: Go ahead, maybe I'll think of so, something while you're doing it.
0: Okay. So the coolest i met, and probably the biggest name, uh, Stiv. Stiv mm. Peters from uh, The Dead Boys. But I met him when they were doing the first tour with the lords of the new okay. church so that's what mid
1: like 80s or early 80s
0: this would have been this would have been 83 okay so yeah he was doing um they played uh champagne banner they played Mabel's. and the afternoon of the show he did one of the like the, the college radio stations mm. just uh you know come to the show tonight blah blah yeah. blah and they play played the a lords song or something and um i was listening in my dorm room I'm like, holy shit! I know exactly where that radio station is. So we went out and hung out outside where the it was just in like one of the one of the basically in the basement of a dorm was, the, was where the radio station was. So we just hung around That's outside, and I had a I I'd actually bought a one of Stiv's solo records in, uh, in record swap like on, when it was when it was down in, when it was down there. Mm-hmm. So we actually had that. So um, we just waited and like, and sure enough, five minutes later, he wandered out. He was all by himself super short little guy. I mean probably like 5'2" maybe. Um he couldn't have been nicer. He signed the album for me. I'll I'll put a picture of it on I'll put a picture of it actually up on the Facebook page and on our Instagram. Um, he signed the album for me, he hung out, talked to us for a second. I, I was wearing a a Johnny Thunder's t-shirt so we he said something about that on the uh, on the autograph. And uh just a super cool guy. Yeah. I mean, he, you know, and then he had to wander off to 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 get in his car or whatever to to get back up to Mabel's for the show, but uh, yeah, couldn't have been couldn't have been nicer. You know, he could have just been like, "Ah, screw you guys, I'm in a hurry" or whatever. But you know, he was super cool. Hmm. So that's probably the the best one I have of the biggest name. And then assholes, um, I have a couple. Uh, probably the biggest complete dickhead I've met, and I met him actually twice, and he was a dickhead both times. Was Steve Albini. Hmm. The, um,
2: he's not a producer,
1: you know. Neil. Huh? Isn't he the one who says, "I'm not a producer"? Like, gets mad if you call well, him Well, you know,
0: when, I, when 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 I met him, he was playing with Big Black, mm. so I saw him play with Big Black twice, and, uh, and then he also did the band Rape Man, and yep. then he yeah, then he became like the world famous producer. Shellac he Shellac too. yeah, Shellac as well, yeah. Um, but he was just a complete dick both times. Mm. Just a, another short guy, actually. And it seemed like he was suffering from real like short man disease or something like that because he was just a, you know, he was playing down in Champagne. Maybe he thought that was below them or something like that, but uh, he was he was just a obnoxious prick, basically. Um, so he would be number one, but then number two would be Henry Rollins, mm. and you know he might not be like this. And I know he suffers from anxiety. He doesn't like dealing with people. I know that. So I'll I'll kind of you know defend him for that but um they were playing Mabel's that this would have been 85 so it was when I after I'd come back and so it was on the downside of Black Flag's career I think they made like what album came out after Slip It In
1: um maybe In My Head or
0: yeah one of those ones where he started to do say, uh, spoken oh, word oh the big some spoken word songs. one was
1: Family Man because it was like half instrumental half spoken word
0: and it was one those literally where, the where, only
1: and, 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 album I ever bought by them
0: I think it Actually, one, I though, I might have been the before that but, it, but but it, it was the ones where the songs were starting to get on like for like ten minutes long and just be like Real, guitar jam. Like somewhere between
1: Black Sabbath and The Grateful Dead, yeah. Yeah. They were huge yeah, bodies. exactly.
0: Yeah. So, um, they were playing that night at Mabel's and we were going, the Minutemen were supporting, so Ugh. you know, we were excited about the show. And it's uh, a great bill, even though on...
1: neither of the bands were exactly yeah. in my cup of tea at the peak at that point, but
0: Walking on the quad that day And who's lying on the quad reading a book It's Henry Rollins by himself
1: See but that's I mean he's begging for people to notice him right yeah.
0: Exactly. So he went up and said, Hey, you're Henry Rollins. You know, hey, I was, you know, looking forward to the show tonight. And he was a complete dick. Mm. He basically didn't want to interface with us at all. He just wanted to read his book and basically made just, it was in, as incredibly rude as he could be. So I was like, Yeah, mm. oh, fuck you then, you know, whatever. Kind of sad I bought the ticket. Now, the funny, funny thing was, uh, I got some of my friends in the show for free because, you know, how they would stamp your hand. Yep. So we went I got my hand stamped Then went back outside again showed my buddies who were hanging out at the white hand what the stamp looked like and they got some like ink or something and made a messy job of stamping their hands the same way yeah. and then they got in the show for free so fuck you Wow <laughs> you're a master forger <laughs> That's right um, but anyway so it, and it was a it wasn't a good show either really? I mean the Minutemen were okay I'm not a big yeah, Minutemen fan either. but they were okay but Black Flag were fucking awful um, I hate to say it, but I, I'd seen Black Flag a couple times before that, and that tour in 85 was god-awful. It was like the songs were never-ending. In fact, I might have left before it, before it finished. Hmm. But, uh, so there so you go. My theme so is that one... I drink
1: too much and to make an asshole out of myself in front of the bands. I like your theme is you leave before it's finished.
0: <laughs> if I don't like
1: it? <laughs>
2: hmm.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, the biggest remember... I ever met at the show was me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, on me. Yeah. Um... I have another funny story about Red about uh, about Mabels down in Champagne. So it it had a much like Reggie's. It had an upstairs with chairs and stuff like that. Yeah. So you could stand downstairs, or you could go... a small club yeah. in the middle of uh, in the middle of uh, U of I. And um, so do you remember a band Red Rockers? Do you remember them?
1: Boy, the name rings a bell.
0: So they were were um, they a punk band? They actually they, well they actually had one they actually had one. Um, album the first album was kind of almost like the clash it came out in like 82 or something like that it was early 81 82 and it was good black and white cover very good album but then like one of the record labels got a hold of him and decided they were going to make them into the u2 so the second album was a completely different sound like they got super like um theaters for the radio kind of new wave kind of thing um and so i I just come to the country in 83. It was uh, actually, it was pretty much August. It was pretty, pretty this day, actually, uh, late August, 83 was when I first came to, to the States. And, um, they were playing, they were playing like the second, I think the second night that I was in town and me and my friend, guy, English friend, and someone said, Oh, you should go to the show. You know, you guys are into this kind of music. You should go to the show. <laughs> so we're like, okay, we'll check it out. So we go to, we get into Mabel's and, uh, Ooh, um, jet lag started to hit in real hard. So we're sitting, we got chairs upstairs, and both of us fell fucking fast asleep. That ah, yeah, it happens. <laughs> I mean, dead asleep. Missed the entire show. So I'd like to say I saw the Red Rockers, but I don't think I saw a single song, to be fair. It was two English guys at the front snoring. That must have been. <laughs> Band loves for everybody that. Everybody else. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I <It might laughs> thought we were high on glue. I thought we'd been sniffing glue. But anyway. Yeah. That's a that's another story. So I'm gonna play a song. Yeah. Okay. So, um, do you know of a band called The Blood? Mm-mm. Never heard of them. Yeah, they were they, they didn't really make it famous, but they made a couple of really good singles. This would be in like '80 80, again, '80, 80, '81. Um, English band, um, kind of oi, kind of street punk, mm. but a bit more anarcho than that too. Um, very anti-religious. So they had a couple of singles. Their first single was called Megalomaniac. So this is Megalomaniac by the Blood.
3: Take like a bite, hey! take
0: megalomaniac by the blood um they had one classic album too that came out in 83 i believe that's absolutely fantastic one of those bands that you wish they should have been bigger but i think they split up after the after the album came yeah. out because nothing was really happening so uh, better to burn out than to fade anyway. away you
1: know yep true. think one true good enough. album by a band and then not five crabby ones
0: even though i think they did reform and play it like uh, rebellion. rebellion rebellion a few <laughs> years ago because that because that album is very fondly remembered by a lot of punks from that time. So the, the problem
1: with the rebellion type festivals now, I'm looking at the lineups, you know, because they already got the 2021 lineup out, right? Mm-hmm. Is the bands are down to so many, so few original guys anymore, or you get a band like The Business that's still playing with the only guy that mattered not in the band anymore, dead, right? Right. I mean, don't get me Even wrong. I think I'm with sure the business... still fun because I know they got a bunch of the old the old guys back. I'm sure it's fun to go see them play, but it's still sort of sad, right?
0: Well, I know because they were supposed to tour the U.S. They were supposed to tour the U.S. and play, I think, August or September. And the deal with it was, it was all the original band members, uh, band members except for Mickey Fitz who died, obviously. But the reason they were doing the tour was they were raising money, I think, for Mickey. Yeah, as a tribute for Mickey Fitz's widow or something like that. So that you know, I'll give them a pass for that. I think that's that's really cool, but um, yeah. I mean, I know what you, I know what you mean, though.
1: Um, Every year it's less, you know.
0: Yeah, the only worst thing would be the Sham Sixty Nine. To play, sometimes it has no original members. Isn't it a bass player? <laughs> no, it was like the very original drummer who left after like two months before they got popular. Oh, it was, it was, it was something. But there's like a lot that. of bands like that, you oh. know.
1: Like, you know, you like uh, the Vibrators. Do they have anybody anymore? Maybe the drummer.
0: I think. I think maybe one member, yeah, but yeah, I think maybe one member. But it's yeah. but it's
1: the main you know, but the main songwriters are gone.
0: Yeah, that would be like that would be like Pete Best forming a Beatles band. So essentially go, you have <laughs> a, a high end yeah, high end
1: cover band, right? Uh, yeah. And high end might yeah, even basically. be, you know like what Richie Ramone does, right? Is that a high end cover band? Or is that no, a low end no, cover band?
0: Absolutely it's a low end cover band because that's the funny thing I bet you could go see a million other Ramones cover bands who do the Ramones songs way better than Richard Ramone does maybe them. you know well, I mean Marky has um, pretty
1: much you know made a career out of trying to do I think fairly accurate representations of those old songs yeah. especially the great ones that um, came out before he was on the, before he was in the band yeah
0: they, yeah exactly at, at least Richard Ramone wrote a couple songs true. right Marky didn't write shit right yeah um, but talking of the Ramones, it's actually interesting. My friend Mark, uh, Mark down in Gainesville, Florida. Hey, yep. Mark. Um, he was just telling me that he read a book written by, I believe, the Talking Heads drummer. Is his name Chris Franz or something okay. like that? was that the,
1: there was a married, like half of the Talking Heads drummer. Yeah, he was company. married,
0: he was married to one, yeah, he was married to the, the, to basement, the girl, Tina Wayne. Yeah, I yeah, believe. they did like
1: yeah. a, the Tom Club, right?
0: Yep, yep, yep. exactly. So... I guess he just wrote this book, um, you know, the biography or whatever. And Mark was telling me that he has some very unpleasant stories about Johnny Ramone um, when, because I guess I guess they toured Europe together in like '77. The talking Heads did. Yeah, Talking Heads and the Ramones played together, and he his stories about Johnny was just Johnny was complaining constantly and hated everybody and was like uh, mean to one of the girls on the bus. Was like yelling at one of the girls or something, and uh, just lots of. Lots of stuff like that. Wow, you know, the sounds typical... like the
1: Neil McDougall life story.
0: <laughs> what do you mean by that? That's... I mean, I'm sorry. Liverpool, <laughs> harsh.
1: Dude. That's harsh. Nah, I'm just busting your balls, buddy.
0: I've never yelled at girls on buses. You can tell we
1: haven't been recording too much lately. <laughs> I've been, I've been lacking being able to break your balls.
0: I know, right? Oh wait, hold on. Here we go. Here we go. Um, so he says, "I'm reading a fantastic book written by Chris France, drummer of Talking Heads. There's a substantial section in the book about that tour with the Ramones in hmm. Europe." The stories are great, but what the fuck is with Johnny? What a miserable son of a bitch. (laughs) First off, he says that everybody was scared of Johnny, except for Tina Weymouth, that's the bass player, Um, that for the most part he was always in a foul mood until he passed the McDonald's in France, and then he lightened lightened up a bit. (laughs) Oh, but then he says the worst account...
1: Can we fault him for that?
0: Yeah. Yep, that's true. He says, but the worst account is how he would physically abuse his girlfriend Roxy in public in front of everybody. This account happened when the girlfriends arrived in the UK to join the band later in the tour. Um, Arky
1: definitely talked about that in his book too.
0: Yeah. Hmm. And he said, and he says Johnny's Johnny's response to just about every situation was, "This is grim." But I did see something else that Johnny hated touring Europe. He hated France. He hated he hated that. So I could see why maybe he wasn't too delighted about some of that stuff but anyway I just that's thought great that was interesting.
1: I'm literally saving my money and my vacation so I can go to Europe
0: well, just you know just is, uh, friends is
1: Mrs. Trauma you know. in for a good <laughs> beating <laughs> no because no, 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 Johnny's not around that, anymore you know, so say, she it, should be the, fine if it was good beating, it'll probably be me so alright
0: just, just don't get on a bus with Johnny yeah. Ramon. is the uh, moral of that I story mean,
1: apparently he needed to have another Yoohoo or something huh a Yoohoo at a McDonald's, McDonald's. That's so yes. great. you imagine yeah. that's what makes you happy in Europe he does sound like a miserable prick. Still, ah, oh, he's king of he is, but the you know what? He has a
0: right to be a, the right? right to be a miserable prick. What's that? He has a right to be a miserable prick. That's everybody. Don't be right. all
1: man. As twenty twenty rolls mm-hmm. on, I'm I'm struggling with it myself.
0: So you so you guys are really seriously thinking about a trip to Europe? Yes. Cool. We man. really wanted to it
1: last year, but you know, but you know, the thing with the stupid Rona. Is I haven't really been taking much vacation, so I'm, I'm I'm just I'm building up my vacation with the idea of you know trying to do that. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we'll see. It'll be it'll be interesting. So
0: because you were to- you were talking about doing a a cruise, right? Yeah,
1: we'd like to do that. Honestly, we would like to do anything. If we if we could plan a nice vacation, once again, first world problems. If you're struggling to pay your rent, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be a prick. But we've reached the point in our lives after many, many years of raising kids and working our butts off where we can afford to go on vacation but we can't go anywhere, you know? Right. So, once again, I, I, I realize it's a minor problem. And it's, you know, listen, what am I doing this year, Neil? I'm I'm talking to you. I'm buying records. That's that's my year, right?
0: Hey, anybody would be happy hey, I'm, to I'm do that. I'm taking a romantic
1: it. weekend with my wife. What am I going to do? I'm going to buy records. I'm going to talk to you. <laughs>
0: And you gotta you gotta go to Indiana. Exactly. So it's not it's not exactly type going on a Indiana's cruise in like, the, the fjords, is um, it?
1: <laughs> you know, the thing you gotta say about Indiana, Neil, it's America's most affordable vacation destination. Is it? I, it's it's pretty cheap, yeah. There's a reason yeah, for exactly. that, exactly. Right? Well, you know, <laughs> so we'll try to fill the hole in our souls. I will buy some vinyl and my wife will buy some wine. <laughs> It'll be good.
0: I don't know if you saw. I don't know if you saw some of the jabs from uh, from a, from our friend over the last uh, over the last hour, um, but I've already I've already apparently put my dibs Greg on an album record. at the, record, at the record farm. Yeah, I've already bought a psychedelic furs album at the record farm. So there you go. Nah, <laughs> so,
1: that will be fun.
0: I'm well on my way. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be cool. So no, but definitely try and go to Europe, man. You'll love it. Um, my opinion would be go to definitely go to England because you'll love that a lot. And in fact, if if somehow we could work it out that I'm in England the same time as you are, that, that would be amazing. That would be,
1: my wife would love that. I finally take her to Europe, and you and I could hang out.
0: Well, she's met me. <laughs> we're we're, we're fine. Heart, we're we're, we're all good.
1: I just yeah, to, <laughs> um, but yeah, that would be cool.
0: And uh, so but if you don't go there, cool, I would. Five
1: like hundred year old pubs.
0: Yes, and record stores. Yep. Uh, yeah, that that'll be that'll if be any it, her survive. ideal day. Her ideal day will just be going on hundred record stores and a whole, whole bunch of pubs well, and just know, be smashing. So we're out of we're recording
1: at a record store on Saturday, and yes. she's like, "Well, I'll just go to the winery." I'm like, "You can't sit there for an hour or two with us before you hit the winery around the corner." That's 2020, man.
0: Oh, there's a winery around the I, corner. It's pretty good too. Oh, when I'm in the, when I'm in
1: like that vacation mode vacuum with my wife, I can totally get into wine. When I get home, I just want a beer. Yeah.
0: Shot. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like a wine. Sure. Yeah. I, guess, I can. can right, see that. i want to play a song.
1: We've 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 gone off the rails officially. Um. I'm,
0: that's what we do, I, baby. I, I, that's exactly. what we do. Um. All right.
1: What are you I'm gonna, gonna play? A Screeching Weasel song, since that's the band that I believe I personally have harassed the members of the most. If uh, you know, you were, you were saying who's the biggest asshole you ever met? I'm pretty sure me in this situation would. <laughs> but you never met Ben awesome Weasel. Guy. Danny Vapid, the now I've never met Ben. He's kind of he's okay. uh, he's sort of reached a level where he doesn't mingle with the crowd anymore. So
0: that's because he gets so much shit, probably unfortunately, right? Yeah.
1: So um, yeah, I'm gonna play from their second album, Boogada, Boogada, Boogada One of the great albums. Uh, let's do "Hey Suburbia."
0: There it was, A Suburbia by Screeching Weasel, one of Tom's favorites.
1: Yes. Yeah. Still.
0: Somebody actually asked us there's... today if we could put a link up to all the songs that we play in the uh, shows.
1: You have a spreadsheet.
0: I actually, I, dude, I do. I've actually put together an Excel spreadsheet.
1: I mean, there's a couple hundred songs now. It's a lot no, of songs, we're up to like right?
0: 360. Yeah, We're up to like 360 songs, so it's... Uh,
1: uh, when, the, when, the, uh, when the copyright man comes for us, we're going to be in deep. Shh. Don't even mention that. Shh. we have a license. We have a yeah. license.
0: Um So if anybody wants that, I can certainly send them a copy. Send me an email, and I'll send you a copy of the list of all the songs that we've played on every episode. But maybe I will. Maybe when I post the song, uh, the uh, the episodes on the Facebook page from now on, maybe I'll also post in the comments section, a list of the four or five or six songs or whatever that we played on an episode. So,
1: uh, wait, that's so many songs, you know, cause like, well, of course that's a good playlist, right? I mean, you could listen to that for a week. Right. Well, and and I mean, if we were, if we were really nice, we'd do like a Spotify playlist or something, but that seems like a real pain in the ass. Well, end.
0: one of the, yeah. And we did that for the first couple of episodes. actually my, my friend, Mark actually did that oh, for the first God. four episodes. He made a playlist, but we have so many songs now that that would be very yeah. difficult to do unless we did a best of, but, um,
1: Mark was our fifth, Mark was our fifth beetle for a minute there, but he's like, you know what? Screw these screw guys. Screw these
0: guys. Um, yes. Oh, I had something interesting to say. And now I've,
1: and you can't even go down to see him for fest this year. Cause that's canceled also.
0: Yeah. And to tell you the truth, if I, I mean, I'll probably go down, but, uh, I don't know if I want to do the fest thing again, man, that I, I don't even know if I want to do that. Cause one of the, the biggest record store in town is closed.
1: Like permanently yeah. or gone. Just gone. Uh. Because um, of the Rona or just no, it just went. Like, it know. went
0: just before that. Actually, it, 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 right after Fest last year, I believe it closed. Oh. So uh, actually, just after I was saying that they might have some fake autographs on in there, then it, <laughs> it closed shortly right. afterwards. But I'm not. I'm not taking credit for that one. But no, it was really. It was a really good record store. Just one of those old school record stores. They just have all kinds of weird shit, just like piled up in the corner, like old promotional oh, okay. posters and you know stuff from over the years. um but yeah, that's gone. So and you know, fest as a lot of the bands I could care less about. So It's not for us. Yeah. yeah. It's not for us. It's not for us Tom. No.
1: Not the news I,
0: I, I don't know who it's for actually, to tell you the truth, but uh
1: eh, it's for guys that are late 30s now probably. Yeah. Uh
0: but the lineup next year actually looks better than the lineup was going to be for this year, so maybe it's a good thing. Mostly the same. Huh. No, they added they've actually got some bands I wouldn't mind seeing on next year. I think like screeching weasel is on the bill next year, and they weren't. No. Yeah, they are for next year for twenty twenty one. I think they are. Are they yeah, really? I think so. Uh, no, I'm, no, I'm, really I'm sorry, I'm, story. Story. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, 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 Teenage bottle rocket, I meant. Uh, ah. Yeah. Sorry, I got I so, got you all excited then for a second, didn't I?
1: Did you see that the Lillingtons have decided to call it a day? No,
0: tell me about that. I know you said that, but I haven't seen that anywhere.
1: Well, no, I just I just read it. It was Cody said he's just he wasn't gonna do the Lillingtons anymore, which I'd be more concerned if he hadn't already said that like ten years right. ago. But yeah, kind of well, bummer. they
0: changed the sound so much for that last album when they had that little yeah. weird guitar player guy. Maybe, maybe yeah. he actually got taken in by Satan.
1: I'd say that little weird guitar player yes. guy, though, the sweetest, the best guy. i another guy I ended up talking to for a long time.
0: So basically, yeah, so basically anybody that puts up with you for 10 minutes, that's what yeah, exactly.
1: yeah. well, I remember. I remember the show it was so great, it was at a great punk rock place in Fort Wayne, Indiana, called the Brass Rail. And I'm sure the guy's sitting there going, "Man, I'm so glad I'm sitting here talking to this fat ball guy instead of a hot girl."
0: <laughs> well, tell you the truth, he was—he wasn't much of a looker.
1: <laughs> what are you gonna do, man? What are you gonna do? All right, Neil. What's our? What's our? What, what are our thoughts to wrap this thing up?
0: <laughs> are you wrapping us up? Well, well, we're, we're, ho- we're hoping this is gonna be. Uh, we're hoping this is gonna Well, it's gonna be an adventure either way on Saturday. I think so. That's- we shall see. Right?
1: We'll Yeah.
0: We shall see. Hopefully it's going to be... It's going to be a lot of fun either way. It yeah. is. So, uh...
1: We're going to do some redneck stuff and... We are? Record a podcast.
0: What redneck stuff are we we'll going to do? Something. What are you getting me into? I don't know.
1: Whatever man wants to do.
0: Yeah. I don't
1: know. He's probably going to some of his best-looking cousins shipped in.
0: <laughs> he mentioned something about cow tipping. I don't know how into that I am, yeah. you know? Oh. But, uh...
1: It'll be good. It'll be good. We'll, we'll grease some pigs up and chase them around or, uh, you know... I don't know. We'll All my see. friends and anyone have
0: got no idea what the fuck you're talking about right now. I don't...
1: Whatever. those sheep shaggers will be fine. I don't,
0: <laughs> I don't think I'd. I do. <laughs> i do not think I know what you're talking about. I'm not creasing up any pigs, buddy. All right. <laughs> whatever, whatever you turns you on. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, I've got one more song to play. play I'm gonna play, um, you know, the Newtown, uh, the Newtown Neurotics, right? Oh, the Tories. Yeah, okay, out the Tories. This is actually the B-side to that. So this is the Newtown Neurotics with the song Mindless Violence.
4: fun. Now you've seen someone's blood run.
0: Mindless violence, the Newtown neurotics. Go and the reason that, I...
1: Tories. What's that? Take that, Tories.
0: Yep, yep, yep. Um, And the reason I... I, I you know what, I wonder if he still feels that way. Now the guy's probably in his uh, late 50s, early 60s. Maybe he is a Tory now. He's you probably You can sir tell. Sir, 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 sir. Yeah, you never can tell. Um, He's probably
1: sitting there, going, sitting there drinking his tea going, these immigrants are ruining this country. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, he probably, he probably is. Yeah, so, and this damn coronavirus, I'm not wearing a mask. God damn it. Um and the re- you know the reason that people might wonder sometimes why I say the name of the song before we play it and then again after we play it and the reason for that is because some of the other um I've listened to some other punk podcasts um like dying scene which is an absolute piece of trash but what <laughs> they'll what they'll do they'll Ooh, play
1: like starting a turf war with dying scene
0: well yeah they can go fuck themselves too the much boring guys in the it's like sh- the complete it's it's, it's I mean, like the it's complete split, opposite it's split of split us music. It's like the complete opposite of us. It's like two nerds talking about... Oh, yeah,
1: two, not two super cool guys like us. <laughs> well,
0: I, I really like the uh, guitar solo in, they, in that one. They that they just not was...
1: music, right? They don't, they don't talk about their stupid lives. Well,
0: here, here's what they'll they'll play, like, they'll play like five or six songs in a row.
1: Yeah. Oh, and then they'll do them all at once.
0: And then, well, they might say what it is, and they might not. You have no idea what the fuck you just listened to. You'd be like, wow, I really like that third song. But I have no idea what it was. Ah, uh, yeah. And I and I don't want to have to go to their website and somehow decipher in episode two fifty two what song fifteen was. You know what I mean? So, um...
1: uh, Dyson hasn't been posting. They had some kind of an issue with their WordPress or something. They're pretty much shut down.
0: Oh, is that right? Well, there you go. It's
1: too bad because they were they were one of the better ones. But anyway, better or yeah. what? What's that?
0: Better what You said. They were one of the better ones. Better what?
1: Well, what they did, you know, they were more they were more focused than Punk News, which is our affiliation, obviously. And I'm not trying to diss Punk News because people get real bent out of shape about that. But Punk News is really more of a generally entertainment site at this point. Hmm.
2: Oh,
0: well,
1: John. Well,
0: dying John will probably be happy that I was dissing. uh that, that, I, that. I was dissing. Dying scenes.
1: Yeah, there was just mostly like Fat Rack stuff too. It wasn't like they were covering Conflict or Crass or something, you know. And Punk News will cover all that stuff. Right, but also Public Enemy or whatever. So yeah.
0: Um, Anyway, but anyway, yeah. So that's that's why I always say the name of the song before and after. So if you were interested in what it was, at least hopefully you'll have something to go on and you'll be able to find it because we do play an awful lot of good stuff here from throughout the years. And that's one of the biggest things is I try and play old stuff, but I also try and play new stuff too. So we both do. So yeah, that's what we do for you guys.
1: Anyway, thanks for listening to us ramble. Yes. I swear we're we'll focused next time or not.
0: <laughs> okay. There you go. Oh, get right everybody. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye everybody. And uh Yeah, we'll we'll see you on the other time and uh stay free and stay safe. Talk bye bye, bye everybody. See you.